Mommy kissed Daddy, and the angel told the stork, and the stork flew down from heaven and left a diamond under a leaf in the cabbage patch, and the diamond turned into a baby. Our parents are having a baby too. They had sex. Hey guys. So judging by the clips of what I just played, I bet some of you are already figuring out what is the topic of today's podcast is, and that is SEX. <laughs> I mean, in a more specific way, today's topic is around RSE, relationship and sex education, and more specifically, the RSE in Chinese school, targeting at parents and teachers in all phases, like throughout primary to high school. I mean, this is funny that this clips remind me of a very interesting TikTok video I saw a couple days earlier. It's about like a Chinese kids asking their parents like, "Where do I come from?" It's funny that after twenty years, the answer is still completely same for my parents. They said that you were found in a garbage bin. I don't know. It's like, did all the parents in China come to agreement that when your kids ask about like where do they come from, you have to answer that you are found in a garbage bin? Like I remember that my mom made it so convincing that like she would use a、uh, like dramatic tone and all that. Like she was telling me that, baby, sit down. I have something to tell you. It was a dark, rainy days. Me and your dad was having a midnight walk, and we heard something in the garbage bin. And here you are, lying with a bag of trash, covered with leftovers. Then out of nowhere, she pulled out a tissue and started to wipe out the tears. I mean, if you can see me, you can see the bunny ears because there's no tear. But I was so convinced back then, like I was only four years old. I forget Michelle Yao. Like Oscar, she goes to my mom. I mean, there are some other versions of where the baby come from, but、um, it's not the same. Like we got told, mom and dad has to be in love and married in order to have a baby, and if they are not in love or married, then there's no baby. So there is never really a discussion of sex education as outside of a marriage and outside of love, and it always have to be within a kind of marriage confined. Uh, what is more, there is another similarity I found quite interesting between all the excuses parents told us is that the parents they tend to avoid telling us the truth about where the baby come from. I mean, the closest one I got is that my mom telling me that I come from her belly after you know I started crying and packing my suitcase, you know, to go find my real mom after she told me that I was found in the garbage bin. I mean, at first I would think that they maybe feel ashamed or very embarrassed. Talking about their specific sexual organs. So, on a second thoughts, maybe they just didn't get familiar with the body parts or sexual organ themselves. Like even after they have the baby. So, like、uh, one funny example,、uh, three years earlier was in a family get together. My aunt Claire, a young nurse in Beijing, she shared a very unique patient.、Um, the patient was born without a vagina. And my another angel having two baby of her own, and she asked that. Well, then how does she pee? I was like completely shocked that she think that vagina and urethral is the same thing. But to be honest, I didn't know that I have clitoris until I was seventeen, and、uh, my junior high there was only one sex education class, and it barely calls a class because the teacher was. Only stand aside and monitor us without saying a word or answering any questions. She just stand aside and play the video clips until the class is over. 
but did I learn something from this sex education class? No, I don't think so. The video clips was so lame, it went like this. Bam, this is vagina. Bam, this is clitoris. What does it do? I don't know. The RSC in China felt us so bad, the education system does not include any comparison of RSC curriculum, and sex education is not mandatory in school. The government-improved textbook on biology and health that do mention sex education, but they usually focus on reproductive anatomy and physiology. Without addressing topics like relationships, consent, or sexually transmitted infection, I mean, this lack of comprehensive RSC curriculum has led to a situation where many young people in China are left without access to accurate information about sex and sexuality. So under such circumstances, pornography is the main resources for us to learn about sex. It occurs to me quickly that under patriarchy society, female was objectified. I mean, the pleasure as well as desire are neglected on these circumstances. I mean, the mainstream pornography in China is mostly focused on male pleasure. Most of the video, they tend to stress on the soulless, repetitive penetration process. And it gives us a feeling that vagina is the passive atom to be intrude. Vulva, clitoris, and other genitalia are completely invisible in front of a man. And only is invisible in the discussion of female pleasure, but when you put it in the context of schooling and sex education, students are told that you can't know about this, you're too young. And it reminds me of a term called childhood innocent. Uh, it's this underlying perception of children as a young people, as innocent, fragile, vulnerable, at risk, and needed to be protected. And the current RSC system frames students as object of concern in need for protection and want to see young people as something you have to look after and keep safe then uh, there was no discussion of uh, this is what healthy sex look like this is what homosexual sex look like this is what you should feel this is what might help instead of this uh, they're just telling you that you're too young you don't understand we were not going to tell you anything about this when actually they already know from the pornography and we needed to help them to understand the massive issue with the pornography okay guys i want you to bear with me for a moment because what i'm going to say is more serious and i will use several terms to back up my explanation I think the main issue of pornography and lack of comprehensive RSC in China can be attributed to a combination of cultural attitude and belief, including phallocentric and uh, heteronormative value, as well as the effect of hegemonic masculinity. Don't get panicked, I will explain the term one by one. So these factors have contributed to a marginalization of women's sexual experiences and alternative sexuality, and perpetuated a culture that discouraged open and honest discussion about sex. Firstly, Chinese culture value of phallocentric, which means that the male experiences and anatomy is prioritized over other genders. To make it more understandable, phallocentric means that if you have a penis, you have it all. So phallocentrism can manifest in various ways, such as through the objectification of woman's body, the perpetuation of gender role and stereotype, the denial of woman's sexual pleasure, and the exclusion of women from position of power and authority. And it can also lead to the dismissal of non-binary or gender non-conforming individuals and their experiences. So secondly, heteronormativity is a cultural bias that assumes that heterosexuality is the only normal and natural way of being, 
and that all other form of uh, sexuality are abnormal or, or um, deviant. I mean, in China, it is obvious that, I mean, the traditional culture values emphasize the importance of uh, heterosexual marriage and reproduction. And any discussion of alternative form of sexuality is often taboo. This can be seen in the lack of attention paid to the same-sex relationships and the absence of discussion around issues related to LGBTQ plus people. So as a result, the need and experiences of non-heterosexual individuals are often ignored or marginalized. So take me as example, because the pornography and I mean so-called RSC in China, they have this pre-assumption that all this activity was based on the heterosexuality. So, I mean, since the heterosexuality sex education felt us so bad, let alone the LGBTQ plus sex education. So I learned the sexual knowledge mainly still through the pornography because there, there was no LGBTQ plus inclusive sex education curriculums. And um, as a funny story, I remember the first time me and my girlfriends uh, had sex. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, like the mainstream pornography in China are all heterosexual. I mean, as I also said earlier, the female pleasure are also like suppressed under the patriarchal society. So we have no idea like the existence of clitoris or vulva. And I mean, <laughs> me and my girlfriends was just lying in the bed, scrolling the pornography page, trying to find one tutorial to follow. And 30 minutes later, it was still nothing. So we have to improvise. And furthermore, heteronormativity can also lead to a lack of emphasis on sexual health and consent in RSE. If heterosexual sex is seen as the only norm, then discussion around sexual health and consent may be limited to heterosexual relationships, uh, which leaving other forms of sexual activities and experiences unaddressed. As far as I'm considered, hegemonic masculinity is the product of... Um, heteronormativity, and phallocentrism. Uh, in Chinese traditional cultural values, they often emphasize the importance of traditional gender roles, uh, which men's expected to be strong, aggressive, and dominant, while women are expected to be more um, submissive and nurturing. These gender norms are reinforced through media, popular culture, and uh, social institution, including school and sex education. So as a result, discussion around sexuality and relationship may often emphasize traditional gender roles and uh, reinforce gender stereotype, rather than promoting a more nuanced and uh, comprehensive understanding of sexuality and relationships. As well as the heteronormativity, hegemonic masculinity can also contribute to a lack of emphasis on sexual health and consent in RSE if a male dominance and a sexual prowess are emphasized as cultural ideas, then discussion around sexual health and consent may be limited to traditional heterosexual relationships, still leaving other forms of sexual activity and experiences unaddressed. I hope my explanation can give you guys a more clear view of the reason behind the lack of comprehensive RSE in China. And now we come to an end that what can we do to improve the future quality of RSE in China? And my suggestions on how to improve the future quality of RSE in China was based on three theories, which I would be like explaining one by one. 
First of all, we should incorporate a queer theory perspective. I mean, the word queer is actually an umbrella term for um, LGBTQ plus community. And given the current situation of lack of comprehensive RSE in China, queer theory can offer several suggestions for future improvement. Uh, first of all, it is very important to recognize the diversity of sexual identity and experiences. This means acknowledging and valuing different sexual orientation, including but not limited to heterosexuality, and ensuring that RAC programs are inclusive and representative of all sexual identities. Secondly, queer theory emphasizes the importance of challenging and deconstructing heteronormative assumption and belief. This means encouraging critical thinking and analysis of cultural disclosure and social norm around sexuality and gender. And another way for teachers to improve the quality of RSC, they can approach this through a feminist post-structural lens. So, like instead of looking at it through the patriarchy system of oppression and a kind of、uh, homophobic way of teaching relationship and sex education, it needs to be feminist. It needs to be inclusive of LGBTQ plus people. And it needs to be oriented gender and sexuality away from phallocentric orientation in pedagogy. And last but not least, we should、uh, incorporate the intersectional feminist theory. Uh, it suggests that the parents and teacher in China should recognize the way in which sexuality intersects with other social categories such as race, class, and disability.、Uh, this means creating an inclusive and accessible approach to RSC that takes into account the diverse experiences and needs of all students. Teacher and parents can work to create an environment that is welcoming and supportive of all students, regardless of their background or identity. And as for pedagogic advice, I think teachers should apply a participatory theory. So in short, is that the teacher have to take a step back, and、uh, let students to co-design the class or to lead the class even. Uh, of course, with the help of with the guide of the teacher, because the students' voice should be heard, but they also want to hear back from the teacher. And、um, by adopting the participatory theory, it means that to put students. In the center of the RSC and the relationship, sex education should begin with students' understanding of their own、uh, sexual knowledge, rather than a sexuality educator、uh, perspective on that child. So it should be like, oh, so what do you think? What is your experiences, rather than this is right, this is wrong. Well, that is all my suggestion for now, and、uh, this podcast has come to an end. And I hope I give you some inspiration of future RSC development. And I wish you have a nice day. Until then, bye. The cycle continues today. But the world is changing, and young people have had enough. So if you agree that communication and empathy are better tools than silence and shame, then join us by asking your school for better.